LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Elizabeth Wilcox. The Outdoor Girls of Deepdale, or Camping and Tramping for Fun and for Health by Laura Lee Hope. Chapter 6 The Leaky Boat. There was a moment of silence, and then the relieved voice of Betty was heard to say, Oh, it's Grace. I'm so glad. I thought. "'What are you doing here?' asked the newcomer. It was evident from her rather mumbled words, which mumbling I have been unable to reproduce in cold type, that Grace was eating candy. "'Have some chocolate,' she went on, holding out a bag. "'Oh, Grace, chocolate at such a time as this,' rebulked Betty, her mind filled with the story she had just heard. "'Why, what's the matter with the time?' "'Amy is in there,' and she motioned to the private room. "'Gracious, has she fainted again? "'No, where is Molly? "'Coming.' "'There she is. We were looking everywhere for you,' Alice Jallo said. "'The horrid thing burst out, Betty. What, "'Why, whatever can have happened? You look quite tragic.' "'I am. Come in here.' Grace advanced, and not even the prospect of hearing what she guessed was going to be some sort of strange secret could stop her from taking another helping of candy. Betty saw and murmured, "'You are helpless.' "'What's up?' asked Molly, gliding into the room, her dark hair straying rather rebelliously from beneath her hat. "'Come in,' invited Betty, and soon the four were sitting together while in a sort of dialogue Betty and Amy told the pathetic little story. "'And that's how it sounds,' finished Betty. "'I want to do something or say something to make Alice Jallo feel—' "'She should be punished. We should all cut her out. She ought to be put out of school,' burst out the impulsive Molly. "'I shall go to Miss Greed.' "'You'll do nothing of the sort, Billy,' exclaimed Betty, as she detained the girl who had already started from the room. "'Amy doesn't wish it. Besides, I think Alice will be sorry enough later for what she has done.' "'I'd rather you wouldn't go to her,' spoke Amy quietly. "'Oh, well, of course,' began Molly. "'I do wish I had better control of myself,' she added rather sadly. "'I start to do such rash things.' "'Indeed you do, my dear,' spoke Grace.' "'But we know you don't mean it. "'Here, help yourself,' and she extended the candy bag. "'I couldn't. I don't feel like it. I, "'I feel all choked up in here,' exclaimed Molly, "'placing her hand on her firm white throat. "'I I want to do something to—to to that cat!' "'Her eyes filled with tears. "'That's what I called her,' said Betty. "'But we mustn't let her know that she has annoyed us. "'Sometimes I feel real sorry for Alice. "'She seems rather lonesome.' "'I suppose a story will be all over school soon,' went on Grace. "'I shan't mind,' spoke Amy softly. "'Well, I'm glad you don't, my dear,' remarked Betty. "'It's more romantic than anything else, after you get over the sad part of it.' "'And I'm trying to do that,' said Amy bravely. "'Together the four girls came out of school. "'Most of the other pupils had gone home. "'Vacation days were near, and study hours were shortened on account of examinations. "'There she is now,' said Molly, as they turned a corner. "'Who?' questioned Betty. That Jallo girl and her familiar Kitty. Her name is too good for her. Don't notice her, suggested Betty, and don't, for goodness sake, speak to them. We don't want a scene. Perhaps Alice only did it impulsively and did not really mean it. If the reputed author of the anonymous letter and her close friend hoped for any demonstration on the part of those they hoped to wound, they were disappointed. In calm unconsciousness of the twain, the quartet passed on, talking gaily though it was a bit forced, of their coming trip, and I must do Alice ju the justice to say that later she was truly sorry for what she had done. "'There's Will!' exclaimed Grace, as she caught sight of her brother, and Frank Haley is with him. "'Here, girls, take what's left of these chocolates, or Will won't leave one.' 
"'Does he know you have them?' asked Amy, accepting a few. "'Yes, he saw me buying them. Oh, bother, there comes that Percy Faulkner, and he has a new suit. Vanity of vanities!' The course of Will and his chum, as well as that of the faultless dresser, as he hoped he appeared, brought them to all the girls. There was no escape, and the little throng walked onward. Betty kept close to Amy, for she knew just how she must feel after the disclosure. "'Ah, good afternoon, ladies,' greeted Percy. "'Wonderful weather we're having, my word!' "'Beastly beautiful,' mocked the impressible Molly. "'Horribly lovely, isn't it what?' "'Oh, I say now,' began Percy, "'I, I really—' "'Where did you get the clothes broken, Will?' "'They're a London importation.' "'London importation! My eye!' exclaimed Frank. "'Why, Cohen's Emporium on Main Street has the same thing in the window, Mark, thirteen ninety-eight. Regular fourteen dollars.' "'Oh, I say now, quit your spoofing. "'Give us some candy, sis,' begged Will. "'Come on now, I know you've got it.' "'I had it, we had it, they had it, thou hast it not,' quoted Grace with a laugh. "'Nothing doing this time, little brother of mine. "'And you ate all those chocolates?' this in semi-horrified tones. "'We, not I,' corrected his sister. "'Percy Faulkner, after vainly trying to get in place to walk besides Betty, "'who frustrated him by keeping Amy close to her, "'drifted off to find new sartorial worlds to conquer.' The others walked on, the boys joining in the talk and laughter. Amy seemed to have recovered her spirits, and the girls made no reference to the little tragedy, which they knew would soon become public property. "'So you're really determined to go off on that walking trip?' asked Will, who had floated back to join Molly. "'We certainly are. Why, don't you think we can do it? Perhaps. But I think you'll run at the sight of the first tramp or cow, and as for a storm, good night.' "'Thank you! For nothing!' and Molly's dark eyes had little of fun in them as she looked into those of Will Ford. Eventually Will and Frank left them, and the girls continued on until they reached Molly's house. "'Come in,' she invited. "'I know they've baked today, and we'll have a cup of tea and some cake. It will refresh us.' "'I ought to be going home,' said Amy, with a little hesitating pause at the word home. "'Or do come in,' begged the French girl. As they entered the yard, the twins, hand in hand, and small, solemn-eyed, came down the walk to meet them. "'Oh, the dears!' gushed Grace. "'Isn't she too sweet?' whispered Betty as she caught up Dodo. "'And in need of soap and water, as usual,' commented Molly dryly. "'But Manette can do nothing with them. They are clean one moment. Voila! Like little Arabs the next. What would you have?' and she threw herself into a tragic gesture in invitation of the imported French maid, at which her chums laughed. "'Have you a kiss for me, Paul?' demanded Grace, of the little fellow, when she had replaced his sister on the walk. "'Dot any tandy?' came the diplomatic inquiry. "'Listen to the mercenary little wretch,' cried his older sister. "'Paul, ma cherie, where are your manners?' "'Has all dot any tandy?' came in inflexible accents. "'I might find just a morsel if you'd kiss me first. stipulated Grace. "'Tandy first was the interpretable retort. "'I like Tandy. Don't you like Tandy? We both like Tandy.' "'The sum total of childish happiness,' laughed Betty. "'Do, Grace, if you have any left, relieve this suspense.' "'Some candy was forthcoming, and then, with more of it spread on their faces than had entered their chubby mouths, the twins toddled off content. "'Girls, what do you say to a little row on the river?' asked Molly, when they had been refreshed by cakes and tea. 
My boat will hold us all, and we can float down and talk of our coming trip. Float down and row back, remarked Grace with emphasis. The exercise will do you good. We must get in training. I believe the proper word is in training for our hike. Hike, queried Betty. Suffereth lingo for walk, explained Bet Molly. Come on. The Argano River ran but a short distance from Molly's home, and soon the four girls were in an old-fashioned but safely constructed barge, half drifting and half rowing down the picturesque stream. The afternoon sun was waning behind a bank of clouds screened from the girls by a fringe of trees. As they floated on, they talked at intervals of Amy's secret, and of the coming fun they expected to have. "'Let's get further out in the middle,' suggested Betty, when they came to a wider part of the river. "'It's more pleasant there, and the air is fresher. It's very warm.' "'Yes, I think we'll have another storm,' agreed Grace. "'If it rains now, it isn't so likely to when we start.' She was pulling on one pair of oars and Molly on a second, the others relieving them occasionally. Soon the boat was in the middle of the stream. They had gone on for perhaps half a mile when Betty, who was sitting comfortably in the stern, toying with the rudder ropes, uttered an exclamation. Oh, she cried, my feet are wet. Molly, the boat is leaking, leaking. Yes, see, the water is fairly pouring in. Molly made a hasty examination under the bottom boards of her craft. Girl, she cried in tragic tones, there's a hole in the boat. Don't say that, begged Amy, standing up. Sit down, sternly ordered Betty. There is no danger. Sit down or you'll fall overboard. Oh, but see the water, cried the nervous Amy. It's coming in faster. And indeed it was. It, it's those twins, declared Molly. I told them not to get in my boat, but they must have, and they've loosened the drain plug so that it came out a moment ago. Quick, see if you can find it. There was a frightened search for the plug that fitted in a hole in the bottom of the boat through which aperture the water could be drained out when the craft was on shore. "'It isn't here!' cried Grace. "'Oh, Molly, keep quiet. It must be here,' insisted the owner of the boat. "'It couldn't get out. Look for it. Find it. Or if you can't, we'll stuff a handkerchief in the hole.' Meanwhile, the water continued to pour in through the bottom of the boat, setting the boards afloat and thoroughly wetting the skirts of the girls. And they were now in the centre of the widest parts of the river. End of chapter 6